Start over. All right, guys, what's up? It's Kate. This is Date Vales. I'm here at the 101 Cafe, which is a diner in, where are we? What part of town are we in? We're in Hollywood. We're in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and what time is it, Kate? It's 1 a.m.-ish. Is 1 a.m. Yeah, it's 1 a.m. And we are friends. We yeah. are very, very good friends. <laughs> I didn't even say who you are, by the way. Oh, I'm Stephen Kramer Glickman. Stephen Kramer Glickman. Hey. Actor, comedian. You used to co-host Date Vales. I did. You know what's funny about this is, so guys... I posted a tweet tonight, and I said, would you guys want to hear a real, raw episode of Date Fails where I'm completely miserable and nothing is funny? And like 85% of you on Twitter were like, yeah, I would like to know how the other 15% of people are going to feel about this and They're like, just talk about getting fucked by black dudes. <laughs> Which rarely happens for me. Um, so basically, I had the weekend from hell when it comes to dating. And I have to tell you guys something real. You'll notice sometimes the podcast is supposed to come out weekly. Sometimes I put out two. But every once in a while I miss a week. And I'm going to give you guys some inside gossip. When I miss a week, usually, it's because I'm so depressed about what's going on in my love life that I'm like, I can't get on a podcast right now and share what's happening with my love life because I'm so miserable. There's no way I can make this funny. Totally, I get that. By the way, what the fuck just happened? Like, heavy metal music just came on in the background, if anyone hears it. <laughs> it's okay. I think it'll be okay. You can barely hear it. So, I had the weekend from hell, and... Uh, yeah, when you get depressed, you do you does it make you want to perform and do stand-up? And like and like, do what? What does it make you want to do when you get depressed? Uh, sleep, masturbate, yeah, right? drink. Stand up helps. I usually don't want to do stand up when I'm depressed, you know. Sure. But then once I do it, I will feel better. Yeah, I get that. You know, you know how it is. I know how it feels. But it's weird because, like, I have something wrong with me, and I need to go to therapy. Which is like my relationships with men affect me much more than anything that could be happening in my life. To the point where I obsess about it, and mm. it can get in the way of. Of my performance, of my career, all kinds of shit. Like, I could have a very sick family member, and it'll bother me, and I'll be worried about it. And it's in the back of my mind, but right. I can still perform. But when I'm, like, obsessing about a guy, I, it's a different level of, like, it takes up so much more brain space for some reason. Yeah, no, no, I get that. I get that. It's like normal. When, well, if I'm... If I have some sort of like fight or argument with my girlfriend and then I have to go do stand up, I'm not into it. I just want to solve the thing. I want to solve the thing that, that I brought into my life. Right. You know, like family, you're with your family your whole life. You know, like you expect that that's going to be around forever. Yeah. But when it comes to like relationships and people that you've brought you've brought into your own life, if you're having some sort of like emotional problem with them, you want to solve that shit like right now. You want to get it done so that you can continue. You're right. Living your life. That's 100%. what it is. Yeah. Well, so. All right. So I'll just open up and try to explain what happened this week because here's a prime example of what right. we're talking about so i've talked a lot on this podcast about this dude who's been in and out of my life for the last year right more in most of the time uh and at times out and this is this guy was kind of kind of like a famous person 
at, at one point. One point. <laughs> I think I forget what I called him on here. I called him like D-list for a while. Like he's had a different nicknames on here. Douchebag for a while. <laughs> we just called him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is the guy. My listeners know that basically my whole frustration with this guy is that he always said I don't want a girlfriend, but he always treated me like a girlfriend in the sense of everyday texts, lots of attention. We dated. We didn't just hook up. Although it's Now when you say dated, what do you, what do you mean? Did you guys Yeah. What like uh, how often would you see each other? This is a good this is a good talk, yeah. So, at the beginning a lot. At the beginning it would be like literally like we wouldn't hang out every night, but every night he'd be like, "Where are you at tonight? What are you doing tonight?" And then we'd meet for coffee like a lot maybe every couple days maybe on a weekend i'd see him saturday and sunday i mean we were hanging out at the beginning like at least once a week sometimes twice a week but the thing is with him and me as you know yeah he traveled so much for work and so do i so sometimes we might see each other like two or three times in a week and then i might not see him for like two weeks sure because of the travel but we would talk every day that keeps it fresh though keeps it fresh it felt my whole thing with him was always from the beginning. I said, we don't have to be exclusive. If you are hooking up on the road, if mm. you have fans you hook up with, whatever, that's sure. cool. But be real. Keep it honest. Wear a condom. Like, I was pretty open, you know. But then, um, basically, like... At one point, I mean, this has been going on for a year. So this has been going on for a year. Whoa. And, yeah, it was last April this started. That is a lot longer than a month. It's a long time. It's 12 of those. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long road. At one point, like, I remember telling him uh, that I had hooked up with someone else. Because he would tell me, he'd go, I don't want to be your boyfriend. So I was like, okay, then I'm going to continue to date other people. And the tides kind of turned. Like, at one point toward the beginning, he was always asking, like, are you fucking other people? Are you dating other people? He was very curious. He would ask questions about specific people. You were in power. More in power. You had more in power at this, at this point. And I would be honest. I would mm-hmm. be like, well, yeah. Because when I first started seeing him, I was seeing someone else and... I would tell him the truth, and he would be like, well, I'm not, I'm not, I would ask him, i go, do you not want a girlfriend because there's someone else in the picture, or because you're dating other women, or is it because you're focused on work, like, what's the reason? And he was like, I'm so focused on work, I don't want to be accountable to anyone, I want to be able to just work. He's like, and if I have time for women, that's fine. Sure. So he told me he wasn't seeing other people, but occasionally he might hook up. That's a quote. That, all right. That makes sense. the entire year, I kept asking. And I would ask about specific people because I would notice, you know how girls are. Yeah, like if you know that the guy that you're seeing used to see somebody else, then you go like, oh, do you ever see that person anymore? Do you ever hook up with that person? Yeah, or if I notice like... If I follow, we followed each other on social media. If I would notice one girl consistently flirting with him on social media and him engaging back, then I would go like, yo, what's the deal with this girl? Are you guys dating? Or like in his videos, hanging (laughs) out with him. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing. At his house. Okay. You know? Like you start seeing stuff like that. You're like, hey, uh, what's the deal with this guy? 
That's weird, right? Well, here's okay. So here's basically the gist: is over the course of this year, he he never let me come visit him when he was out of town. Like a couple times, I offered to come visit him, and he wouldn't let me. But he would say like. I don't like people to come visit me when I'm working on the road, which I understand because I'm that way too. Like, I don't really want a guy. If I'm doing a weekend at a yeah. comedy club, I don't want a guy coming to visit. You know? No. So I kind of understood. Everything he said, I could, in my head, I, there was a lot of You can justify it. Yeah, plus, yeah, of course. I'm so work-focused. So my thing with him the whole time was, if you want to date someone else, that's cool. But if it's a girlfriend, if you're in a relationship, I don't want to be a part of that. Right. So if you're seeing other people... Keep it open. Tell right. me about it. So whatever. Point is, this is going on for a year. And there were times during the year that he would be like, I'm over it. I'm done with you. Fuck you. Leave me alone. And he would definitely pull away and I would be the chaser. And there were times that I would do that and he would be the chaser. So it would go back and forth. So long story short, which it isn't, but um, around, I don't know, two months ago. Or something like that. We started hanging out more again, me and him. And I noticed in his Instagram stories a pattern of him spending time at one place often late at night. And I knew it wasn't his house because there were pets that don't belong to him. He doesn't have any pets. <laughs> right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Where is this dude hanging out? Is he at a veterinarian's office? Like, where is this dude hanging out at 3 o'clock in the morning with animals that don't belong to him? So I noticed this pattern. Hey, oh, he's at the zoo. <laughs> right. Maybe he was at the zoo. He hangs at the zoo. He hangs at the zoo. <laughs> so. That, there we go. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> right. So Case closed. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I think he has an interest in animals. <laughs> that's what it is. So Nailed it. So I asked him. I decided to ask him. And then he tells me that it's a friend that he's known for years. He goes, I've known this person for like five years. We're really good friends. Just like you have guy friends you hang out with. Sometimes I go there when I'm up late, whatever. And I was like, are you fucking this girl? I specifically said, are you fucking this girl? And he said, no. That's it. No. Now, I'm flat out. No. I okay. just said, no, I'm not. Now, I'm an idiot because clearly... There were so many red flags from the beginning. He wouldn't let me spend the night at his house. He would let me stay till like five, six in the morning, but I couldn't like sleep in there. I couldn't hang there in the morning. He would never let me sleep over. But so that was a huge red flag because I was like, okay, there's some reason he doesn't want me to spend the night here. But then the thing is, he would say like, that's always been my hang up with women. Like I don't like people to sleep over. And then he also, and then he also would be like. He would, like, sometimes I would leave things there. I swear, not in a, like, way that girls do on purpose, but, like, occasionally I'd be drunk or whatever, and I'd leave, you know, a necklace or something behind. And the next time I'd come back, it'd be in the same spot. So it wasn't like there didn't seem to be, like, another girl hanging around that he was, like, nervous she was going to see, like, my jewelry chilling there or whatever. And then also he, like, gave me the gate code to his house. And he's like, when I'm on the road, if you want to use the pool, that's cool. You can text my assistant. You can come over. And, like, and so then I was like, well, if he had a girlfriend, definitely he wouldn't be, like, letting me chill at his house when he's out of town yeah, and shit. It's kind of weird, Kate, because it, what it kind of sounds like is 
the situation you guys were in, he made all the rules for the situation. This Ex- is true. Kind, kind of, right? <laughs> More or less. Yeah. More or less. He was like, here's the... It was almost like you were playing his game. You went to his house to play Monopoly, and he was like, here's how we play Monopoly. And you're like, oh, I think I kind of know. And he was like, no, 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 no. This is how we do it. What's funny is at the beginning, I felt the most in control of the situation of anyone I've ever dated because sure. I actually felt like I was doing it right. Like I would I would make him make plans. I wasn't that into him, first of all, yeah. at the beginning. I really genuinely wasn't. And a couple of times I blew him off and I was seeing someone else who's like way hotter and had more going on. And I just kind of was like not feeling him. And he was really, really chasing, courting. He would take me on good dates. He would make plans. He would do everything right. Yeah, he's doing all the, all the stuff the way that you're supposed to do it and we waited a long time and that was the other thing we waited a long time to hook up because we weren't sure it was a good idea because we work in the same business so we right. were like let's maybe we shouldn't hook up i i even remember saying i don't want to hook up with you unless we're really sure there's something here because we could work together and he was like i just feel like we have a connection that's worth exploring he said all these things but then at the same time, and, like, he said this to me today when everything blew up, which they'll hear. He did say to me, like, remember how hard I pushed against hooking up? And then you were the one that was like, I can't hang out with you anymore if we don't hook up. It's too frustrating. And that is true. I was the one that kind of pushed more to fuck. But at the same time. Yeah, but you like to fuck. Well, and also, but every time we would hang out, we'd make out and fool around and he would shove me up against walls and like fucking Whoa, like... Yeah, what? Like, he was, he was so like... So he was playing the let's fuck game um, but without actually doing the fucking. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then, and then like, if I was like, we can't, then we probably shouldn't hang out if we're not going to have sex. It's going to get too frustrating and then eventually, but you know the problem is... Wait, real quick. I got a quick question yes. for you. I just put salt on my fries. Does yeah. that make me a bad person? It does. Yeah. It You're does, right? Help. Just so you know. I'm going to help. I like that we're both eating on the mics. This is like the most unprofessional podcast. There's people yelling in the background. There's coffee grinders going. It's okay. We're doing this because it's about honesty it's and real stuff and good things. You're right. So... All right. Okay. Sorry so, for interrupting. Long story short, I, I should stop saying that. It's not going to be a short story. So he and I keep hanging out. Finally, uh, we do fuck. My favorite part is he still, to this day, is like, you were always the one pursuing me for sex. It was all you, all you. But it's like... It wasn't really all me. He would put me in situations where we'd start making out and stuff, and then and then he'd be like, "Well, I don't know if we should fuck because I don't want a girlfriend." So yeah, of course. Like once your hands down my pants, I'm like, "Well, I mean, so it's partly my fault. I never should have fucked him." He said he didn't it's want a, a girlfriend. joint effort. Yeah, he gets to say that it's that it's you trying because because he played it. He played you like a fiddle. He did, which I'm sure he does to everyone. Like, now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, he definitely is doing this to multiple women. Totes. So, all right. So this keeps going on and on. It's a pretty solid move that he pulled. It's pretty good, to be honest. Like, he could write a book on, like, how to... He's the ultimate fuckboy. Also, by the way, we have to bring up some other things. That he is famous, but... He's famous like Pauly Shore famous, meaning yeah. like he was very famous 20 years ago. Now, maybe we, when we would go out, maybe one person would recognize him maybe on a like on a whole night out. You know what I mean? Like so. Um, 
But what's hilarious is I didn't know really who he was. Like, I kind of knew his name. Right. But I had never seen... Oh, my God. We got in the hugest fight about this, actually. Because I'd never seen any of his the stuff he'd been in. I just didn't ever happen to see the work he's been in. He's been in a lot of stuff. Well, and apparently look, he also was a comedian. I didn't even know that. He was in a <laughs> bunch of stuff and a bunch... He, 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 he kicked off in, like... Some huge, huge things. He was in big movies, a long big time stuff. Ago. Long time ago. Yes. He was in big. He was in big stuff, and slowly, 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 it went. It started going south, and then he made like one of the worst movies in history. That's like it, on like the list, like the top ten list of the worst movies ever made in history. Is that true? Yeah, hundred percent true. Yeah. Hang on one second. I'm pausing this for one second. Okay, yeah, so that's basically, like, that's the thing is I didn't know it ever bothered him that I didn't know who he was. Cause right. We, uh, until way later, toward the very end, when we were having, like, the kind of, like, breakup fights, whatever you would call it. Not that we were together, but... And he said something to me, like, I knew I knew from the beginning that you were lying because I knew you really knew who I was. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, I didn't... I didn't know because I guess I said to him one day, this is why he got so offended because yeah. I said to him, he does stand up. Okay. I probably shouldn't give all this away, but whatever he does stand up, but I didn't know that he did stand up. I thought he was an actor. And I said to him when I met him something like, Oh, I heard that you're funny. Cause one of my friends who's a comic, when I found out he did stand up, I was like, is he funny? And the guy was like, yeah, he's pretty funny. And so I said that to him. I didn't know it was a big deal, but apparently that really, really, really bugged him because he thought I was, like, nagging him. And he was like, "Whoa!" later it came out, he was like, you said I heard you were funny, like, as if I heard you were funny as, like, I said it, like, I should have known he's funny. Like, he goes, you're, like, how could you be an up-and-coming comedian and not know that I'm funny? Oh, the legend. (laughs) I know. The legend himself. Yeah, he was like, I had a Showtime special. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know he had a Showtime special. Did you know he had a Showtime special? A show? Hang on he a second. He said he had a Showtime special. <laughs> this is that. This is information. I'm going to find See, out. So you didn't know either? No, but oh we're going to look into you. this right now. I feel so much better now because I, he acted like I, like I should have seen it. Okay. Okay, here we go. All right, hold on. I'm pausing. Wait, did you find it? Yeah, yeah. No. So he, he did have a special? He had a, he, it, it was a special. Was it on Showtime? It was on something. <laughs> um, Stop. He's in a kill. What? Oh, God. We're, yeah. It wasn't on Showtime? Come on. Right, you can't it's a say hol- too much or people yeah, will figure it out. Hilarious. Right. But was it on Showtime? Reveal of his life and his dating life. Stop it. So it wasn't. It's a his tell-all stand-up comedy special. Oh God, people are going to figure out who he is. Glickman, we might have to believe. What are you this. talking about? All How right. he's he's just a. <laughs> it's Screech. That's who it is. <laughs> Kate it's was. Dustin Diamond. I've been fucking almost the here. same resume. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's not true. That's not true. That's true. He's a bigger star than Screech. Yeah, no. But not too much bigger. That's just fucking funny. All right, so here. Here's the point, okay? None of this matters. The, the point is... Um, What's I, the point, Kate? I think because of his level of fame, he's probably used to women letting him get away with extra bullshit. But because I didn't really know anything about him, and to me, 
he wasn't that famous. And I wouldn't let him get away. You know, I've dated famous guys. I, I usually make them work even harder than I would. You went out with you know? Moby, for Christ's sake. Well, only, on, only once. We didn't even kiss. That wasn't even, that was nothing. So, all right. Fast forward You went out to, with Jay Leno, for Christ's sake. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. He, he looks like he could be my father. You had a sexual relationship <laughs> with Donald Andrew Trump. Dice Clay. No, I did not. No. Do not even put that in the universe. How about this? Andrew Dice Clay has posted so much on his Instagram about I me. know. That's no. why I said that. When I was in Ohio, a guy came up to me and said, are you really fucking Andrew Dice Clay's son? <laughs> I said, yes. Yes. I am. Um, okay, so... Here's it's how the shit. Here's how the shit hits the fan. All right, right. I'm so with me you. and this guy, I will give him that. Over the past few months, it has gotten colder. We still talk though, every day, but we definitely spent less time together. It definitely he did start pulling away, but every time I would pull away, he'd come a little. Like it was still just like going back and forth. But I will give him that he definitely was not like chasing 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 like he was at the beginning right but we did still hang out talk every day and When's we were still having sex when we would hang out yeah how long has as it been recently since you guys as are? like two weeks ago maybe? okay so that's pretty that's recently. pretty recent and the only reason we haven't since then is because he was away right gotcha okay so basically what happened is when i was in ohio doing my gigs I started to be very suspect of this one girl, right? And I, I did research, which I never do. Uh-oh. I never do. I never am that girl that goes on and tries to find shit because I feel like you find what you look for always. But I was just too suspect, so I Googled to see if they were dating. I basically just looked up, like, have they ever dated? What's their history, right? And I found a tweet of hers from last June, less than a year ago. Okay. So in the time that he and I have been hanging out, right? And it basically was like, don't you hate when celebrities treat you like a hooker but don't want to pay you to keep quiet? Maybe I should add who I'm talking about. And she added him and put his photo in the tweet. Whoa. So I find this tweet, and I'm just, like, immediately crushed because I know he's been lying to me now since at least June of last year because I am a crazy woman, and I know that level of hurt when you're so upset you start tweeting at a guy. That means you are fucking hurt. Yeah, it's no, bad news. Dude, no one tweets at a guy publicly until they're... Because you know how crazy you look when you start doing that and how yeah. like, scorned and pathetic. So you don't do it unless they fucking really hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. So I find that and I just fucking lose my shit on him. I sent it to him. I'm like, you fucking liar. You told me you weren't fucking this girl. You told me you were just friends with her. What the fuck is your story? This is less than a year old. Da 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 da. He immediately is like, it's not what you think. You don't know the full situation. We have hooked up in the past, but before he had told me they were just friends, he never even told me they'd hooked up. All he said is, I'm not fucking her. Now it's suddenly we've hooked up in the past. Then he's like, I mean, sometimes we might hook up, but then I won't see her for months and months. Then we might hook up, then I won't see her for months and months. So 
I'm like, you fucking lying piece of shit. This is all when I'm in Ohio, right? Oh, man. I'm like, you lying piece of shit. Then I knew that he really felt bad because he FaceTimed me, which he never does. Like the, whole, like, the whole time we're talking, he never wanted to FaceTime. He would always, like, do voice notes and videos and shit. And FaceTiming, by the way, a little overrated, a little weird. Do you think so? Yeah, it gets a little weird. <laughs> Stare at a person's face. I don't like when someone screen. calls me by surprise on there. No, no, never do that. So he FaceTimes me, and he's like, when I get back, I promise I'll explain the situation. It's not what you think. It's very complicated, blah, 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 whatever. I come back to L.A. We go to dinner, and he tells me, see, this is getting very specific, but this girl is is a porn star, was. Right. At one point. Right. And he tells me, look, I have a long history with this girl. I've known her for five years. I've, we've hooked up in the past. I've had girlfriends in the time I've known her, and she was always kind of like the side hookup. I always hooked up with her on the side, even when I had a girl. But uh, I, it's never been more than that, you know, because she's looking for Captain Sabaho, and I don't want to be that guy. That's literally what he said. Whoa. And I was like, well, I can tell from the way you're talking about her that you care about her a lot. And he was like, well, yeah, she's been in my life a long time, longer than anybody. Yeah. And I was like, well, why don't you just be with her then? And he was like, I just, I don't feel like she's the person I'm going to be with, whatever. And so. Which is, which is an interesting, not to interrupt. No, go ahead. But it is an interesting uh, situation there because. You know, being that he is an actor and a legitimate actor, having kind somebody, of. well, having somebody in the uh, porn industry for you to that you're dating, uh, it's not really looked well upon. And I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of uh, porn stars. I got I have multiple friends that are in the business that that run the business that are like huge deals. I mean, we have friends who run studios. You and me. But, but with that, you know, in, in that business, you know, but that being said, you also have to be careful, you know, because associating too much or doing too much stuff can sometimes be detrimental to your own career. If your own career is not in that business or doesn't lend itself now as a, as standup comedians, we get like a little bit of, uh, leniency that way to right. I think so. Are you with me on that? Because like Greg Fitzsimmons, he he hosted the porn or the porn awards for like years and years and years. Well, there's a difference like, between hosting it and being a porn person, right? But like hanging with them, like but uh, it it would be it would be hard for like for me it would be hard because I work so much in children's movies and it. TV stuff, right? But if you're like. And just like a legitimate actor, dating a porn star can be can be looked badly upon don't by certain so? people in the industry. I mean, I guess I see what you're saying, but don't you think that it's kind of changed? Well, here's the... Okay. So there's a lot to it, though, because he said, and she said, because now I've spoken to her. That right. We'll get to that. But uh, that she hasn't... She quit doing porn years ago, and right. now she just like webcams or whatever. It's not really... Something you can quit. I mean, even not. (laughs) Why not? What do you mean? Because it's always Googleable. It's always out. Because because you did it forever. Like Uh, it's it's a forever job. 
it, I mean, God bless them for doing it, but it is a forever I'm job. I'm planning to do it when I'm 60. It's going to be my, my retirement move. Um, when I'm 60, I'm going to be like granny porned out. But I'm going to have the pussy of an 18-year-old from all my surgeries. There you go. Benjamin that could. Button there pussy. you go. Benjamin Button pussy. <laughs> there are certain things you you can do in your life, and then later in your life you can kind of take them back or change them up. But there's all there's other things like you can't change up. Like True. once you've done something or been something, um, it, it the the Amer- the country we live in is just very um, you know judgmental of certain things like that, and it. Uh, to be honest with you, I it, it is it is not gone mainstream enough that you could date a hardcore porn star. There's no chance in the world that Brad Pitt dates a hardcore porn star, and You're the right. and the world You're doesn't right. explode. You're totally right. Like yeah. that just even. doesn't happen. I you can, you, but, I mean, like, but you're a comedian. You there is leniency when you're a comedian. I see what you're saying. It's different. If Kevin Hart did it, it would be a totally different thing than if, you know, uh, what's his name uh, from Friends, Matt LeBlanc. If Matt LeBlanc started dating, you know, Sasha Gray or something like this, like people would be like, whoa, 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 what's going on over I like here? That you picked Matt LeBlanc, like he's like an actual like relevant still. Like, he's on still- episodes on Showtime. You don't watch episodes? No. Oh, Kate Quigley, <laughs> that's hurtful. Clearly, I don't watch Showtime, or I would have seen this guy's special. <laughs> anyway okay so let's cut to what just happened because that's where the story really gets good so you guys now know a lot of the backstory so should we pause and eat a little bit and then i tell them what happened oh god okay guys listen um i took a pause what you don't know because there's no real pausing in podcasts i always say let's pause and then there's no pause for them but there's a pause for us um so here's what just happened, guys. As you know, I was talking with Stephen Kramer Glickman, and we're telling the whole backstory of Douchebag. Let's just call him Douchebag, since we're not going to name names. And then uh, we paused, because I was going to tell you the update of everything that has happened since I discovered that Douchebag had a girlfriend the entire time we were dating. But I got so emotional when we paused and I got scared to talk about it. I didn't want to say his name. I was afraid because you guys are going to figure out who it is. And I also was afraid to let you guys really in on like how horrible I can be with guys and how stupid I was and all the shit that happened is kind of embarrassing for me. So I, I said, I don't want to finish this podcast. And I went home. Well, I ate. Me and Glickman, we ate. And then I went home. And then uh, I started thinking just about how, you know, on social media, we all portray ourselves as so perfect. And especially me, I don't like to complain. I wrote a tweet last night saying, like, I was raised not to complain, not to put my problems on people. And also, I don't like to fight in public, and I don't like to air my dirty laundry, which is ironic because this guy, actually, every time we'd fight in public, I would be like, can we please go to your house and have this talk or sit in the car? I don't want people watching you yell at me. And he'd be like, what do you care? Is TMZ watching? Why do you why do you care if people hear your problems? And I was like, I like to keep it private, which is ironic since now he's messaging me, begging me not to talk about this. And I'm like, no, I think this time I'm going to air my dirty laundry. Um, so I decided 
everybody goes through shit. And there's a lot of talk about uh, abuse and stuff nowadays with all the Me Too and everything. But what people don't talk about is like the emotional abuse of being lied to over and over again. And so basically, once I found out that I've been living a lie for the whole past year, it was very traumatic. And then I decided I'm going to fucking share this shit. And what I did is I called my good friend, Krista Allen. What's up? Krista is, uh, as you know, an amazing actress, comedian. She has her own podcast. And uh, what's your podcast called? I'm Fine. I'm Fine. With Krista Allen. With Krista Allen. And Krista has been with me through this whole entire fucking shit storm. Like, she has read every text. She's been there since the beginning. She knows everything. I was writing text messages back for you when you didn't know what to write this is true yeah so krista was like we gotta get on together and tell the second half of this story which is what's about to go down yeah because i got you i know what happened i know everything that went down she knows it all so guys buckle up here we go here we go Okay, so we're doing it. Um, okay, so here we are. So where do we even start? So, Kate, I'm going to take you back. Um, let me let me just take you back. Pretend like I'm your therapist right now. Well, so you know, they know the backstory uh, because I told it with where Glickman. Where did you end with Glickman? I ended with Glickman basically at, um, I found out that the girl, the porn star that he told me he was just friends with, then I, I found out that they actually had been fucking... I remember that text message and you were like, oh my God, he's been fucking this girl this entire time. Yeah. Yeah. But then I thought he was only fucking her since like, you know, the time I knew how long it was. Do they know how long it is now? It turns out they've been dating for like five Five years. years. Yeah. He told me that I already said this on here, but he told me that she was kind of like a side chick whenever he had a girlfriend. And then, you know, at other times they would like full on date, but he never dated her publicly because he didn't want to be with her. So the whole time he and I were dating, he kept saying, I like to keep everything very private. I'm just very private. I'm just very private. And I let that go. But then I, you know, now I realize it's because he basically had a girlfriend. I mean, to me, this is a girlfriend. But they've been dating a girlfriend. Of course it is. The, the, <laughs> any guy that says, I just want to keep things private, there's something going on, right? There's something going on because he doesn't want other people to find out. So if he's not posting about you, if there's a girls out there listening or guys out there, you know, you can, you know, you know what I'm talking about. If you say, I don't want to post, look, I just want to keep things private. This is my life. This is my personal shit. I just don't want to put, I want to keep us like special. wait but here's the thing okay the one reason that and granted i can justify anything it's like i say on stage i can justify any red flag but the one reason i didn't give him too much shit about it is because i kind of get it because i keep my dating relationships very private until i'm sure it's going to be like a substantial exclusive But that's usually like a couple months right then you know after a couple of months if you guys are going to go to a different level but after a year you're going yeah we yeah i mean so i'm just saying no you're right the time usually there's like a little time there you want to make sure it's going to work it's going to click yes a hundred percent right well but we were never exclusive and i never wanted him to post me i never wanted to be on his you were never exclusive because he didn't he was like a girlfriend (laughs) because he had a girlfriend (laughs) 
Okay, but wait. Exactly so why. We have to get to how I found out. Because this is, so Glickman asked me at the beginning of the episode if I ever do stand up when I'm depressed to cheer up. So here's the irony of how I discovered that this was like so much more than just like a girl he's fucking or a, a friend he occasionally fucks. Here, here's how I found out. So I'm on my way to a comedy club to do a show. And he, to be fair, like he and I, the last time we hooked up, it was not too long ago. I don't know exactly. Maybe two weeks, 10 days. I don't know. You remember. It yeah, was it not was, that long yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, and then he left town. And then after he left town, uh, it's always the way it goes is he's like so sweet and affectionate for a few days after the hookup. And then sometimes he starts to pull away. And then like this time... I forget exactly what happened, but he started to pull away. And then I noticed him flirting with this girl, like online, the girl that I, the porn girl that I knew, whatever, right? That they're fucking, that right. there's something going on. I remember this night. Yeah. And so I was like, just in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I just know when he's not with me, he's with her. I just know it. I just felt it. So I'm on my way to a comedy club and I made the fucking mistake. And this is my own fault for doing this. I never should have done this. I made the mistake of going on her Instagram and opening her story. And I see in the story, she's there with him in his hotel on the road where he is for the weekend performing. And like, girl, I'm (laughs) fucking, I mean... It just suddenly all in my head was like, oh, my God, this is why. And that's how simple it was to find out to begin with. Isn't that weird? I know. Well, I've looked at her shit before a few times, but, you know, I just I try. Whatever it was, you got that feeling and you're like, I'm going to look at her story. Oh, and then the worst part of it was like he just it was so hard to see because I could just tell, you know, when you see a couple and you can just tell you're like they're they look just so happy and comfortable together and she looked so happy and he looked happy and they just looked happy and i just thought to myself they're a couple and she's there in his hotel she's obviously staying with him like i was never allowed to go visit him all the times i made excuses in my head like oh it's because he's working i get it i made excuses for him the whole time. Yeah, but you also would say that, that how awesome he was in reaching out to you consistently while he was on the road. Yes. And he was always reaching out and always being amazing to you and making you feel amazing. And you go, you know what? It's okay because he's constantly reaching out. It was. I've said it on here before. I've said before, if I'm dating you and I know you're hooking up on the road, as long as you do a really good job of making me think I'm number one. And he did. And he did. He would yeah. always text me. At night, good night. He would always like kind of tell send me you like cute pictures, videos, all kinds yeah. of shit. Right. So I see this, right? <laughs> I just fucking lost it. Like I just, I lost it. I messaged him. I almost sent a group thread to him and her. Like I was just about to be like, yo, are, are you really going to keep pretending that this is a friendship relationship? She's staying with you in your hotel. Are you fucking crazy? You know, here's, here's the thing. And I, I, I know we're going to get into all of this, but the thing that makes me the most angry about all of this is that he would 
always pull you back in. He would pull you back in and be so sweet and so great with you and really cool. But there was still a manipulative aspect to every text message that I would get pissed off at because he would be like, come on, Kate, you know, this is how you, and it would be this demeaning almost kind of talk towards you. Yeah. But at the same time, you'd be like, no, he's just, he's just, he's just letting me know he understands where I am. He would find a way of being like, he would find a way of being like, and this is why I think it lasted so long because it's it's so funny. One night I was at his house. This is actually hilarious. I was at his house in his bed. He's showing me videos. He's showing me this video about mind control that he's like obsessed with. He's like, look how crazy this is. This video is about how there's like zombies out there and there's people controlling their minds. And he's showing me like Hillary Clinton, all these different people that they're basically showing how these moments where you can tell they're under some kind of like hypnosis or mind control where Mm -hmm. like a trigger word comes and they're just whole personality shifts. And he's showing it to me. He's like, I'm so fascinated with this. He's like, I mean, it's really simple to do. It's basically like you kind of can, you know, you, you tell someone like, all these amazing things they want to hear and you like make them feel good 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 then you punch them then you real quick you're there for them and make them feel good 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 then you punch them and he's been a student of neil strauss apparently do you remember <laughs> neil strauss the game he, neil strauss wrote the yes. game it was this book where you nag girls and that's how these really dorky guys would get these really hot chicks there was even a tv series on it called, like geeks of beauty and the geek yes. or something like that based on this whole thing and it's what guys like that do that have well like narcissistic personalities that are have been so like rejected yeah they're so pissed off and hate women so much then they get these women and they can't they know they don't deserve or the power comes the power comes from making you feel like shit at least that's what i see well the thing is that it's To me, it's like this, though, too. Like, nagging is one thing I've had guys nag me. Like, I remember an ex-boyfriend of mine. I will never forget because it worked so well. I dated this guy for a year. But I remember him saying to me once, casually in passing, not on purpose, or maybe on purpose. He said it on purpose. But, like, I remember him saying, like, something like, you know, you're you're so hot. You're so much hotter than the chicks I usually date. You're like an eight. Whatever he said, I remember in my head thinking – he only thinks I'm an eight. How do I get to a nine? Right. It stuck with me, even though it was a compliment, but it was a neg. And it was I, a backhanding compliment. Right. And I remember yeah. that moment because I remember being like the whole time we were dating, being like, how do I get to a nine? Granted, right. that was a long time but ago. But Jamie opened Jamie. No, opened stop up saying his heart. name. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> I meant not. I wasn't saying his <laughs> name. We're going to bleep it. I'm going to bleep it. <laughs> oh, Go on. Anyway, the dude. <laughs> just go on who gives a fuck now the dude god damn it the dude he the guy would always <laughs> say to you oh he got to know you so well yeah. and he would spend all of this time with you and you guys would have these really amazing talks and you would be so you'd be like we got so close like things are so good like I, I really like this guy. Like I can tell him anything and all of those things that you have told him, he is now Using turned against back you. against you in the most vicious You're right. ways. Anything that you've said about anything about, you know, your ex-husband, about any of this stuff, about anything, any of the, your most vulnerable things. It's now what he's lashing out at you against. And it's you're true. like, what 
what the what 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 the fuck? It's so true. Like it's but it is like it's it's very. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose. I don't know if it's just like a trigger thing. I'm gonna give the guy a, the benefit of the doubt. I guess. I think only he probably because it's just become a habit. I think he just manipulates the people in his life to get what he wants, man or woman. I think it's just become his way of succeeding. Well, it's a power thing, and you said that he was like really into like mind control and stuff. And there's like a thing called Art of Power. It's a book. It's like disgusting. It's about. It's basically how to manipulate people and you know, always getting people to do the work for you or whatever it is, like taking credit for it. And it's like this very manipulative, completely out of alignment with anything that any good person would ever want to be. Whatever's going on with this guy, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's there's all of that because he keeps doing it. And it's really sad. Oh, I so, think it's done now. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. You guys are going to hear what happened. So, yeah, so now we get into, now we get into, like, the crazy shit. Yeah, so, oh, but the one thing I will say is, well, two, one, is one thing he did really well is he would, like, guys know, for me, one of my biggest, the reason I was attracted to him so much is because it was never about physical with him like we had great chemistry for sure but it was never about the physical aspect he was always like you're so talented you're so funny like he was so more into almost my talent and but he would also go like um the reason like you're crazy as fuck but it's but you're an artist like it's okay to be that crazy I'm crazy too and it was almost like in a way he made me feel loved he made me feel almost loved and almost like it's okay to be this much of a psycho. But then he would, because there were times, and this is my issue, and this is why I said emotional abuse, because I don't use the term abuse lightly at all. I really don't. I think women throw that term around a little too easily sometimes. They're like, he was emotionally abusive because, you know, he didn't like you enough or whatever. But what I think is emotional abuse is this. When I started getting to know him, it takes me a while to open up to someone, as you know, to really let someone in. Like, I'm a pretty open book, but if you get to know me, if you're in bed with me and you're looking me in the eyes, it's very hard for me to tell you really how I feel about you or share, like, the most painful things in my life, like the way my marriage ended, stuff like that. And with him, I will never forget, like, a couple times he was like, you know, what really turns me on is like complete vulnerability and openness. He's like, I'm an open person. I'm so vulnerable. I don't hide anything. It's all out there for me. Be open with me. Except the girl that I'm fucking for five years. Yeah, exactly. He's like, be open with me, you know? And, uh, so I was, and I shared so much. And one of my issues is trust because, and abandonment because, you know, my dad left and then like a another father figure left and then my ex-husband even though it wasn't his fault but like I never thought that would end like I have really bad abandonment issues and I also have trust issues because since my marriage I've dated and this is on me and like I definitely need to go to therapy and figure out how to make this stop but I date cheaters I date guys that I find out are lying are hiding things so I shared all that with him so every time I would say something seems shady here. You're telling me that there's not another girl in the picture, but I feel like you're being shady. He would always say, it's your trust issues. That's your trust issues. You're projecting your past on what's happening here. So he would really make me feel like I was nuts 
or that I was crazy. Of course, that's what they do. Right, but that's what I think the difference is between, I think if you lie to someone and make them feel like they're insane. Right. That is abuse. And by they, I mean any guy that has this thing going on. Or woman. And like the guy I was just dating was very similar to that too. He would make me feel in, in the same way. Kate and I, for all of you out there, are very much the same in the way we love really hard. We're and, both really big lovers and super duper sensitive, like yeah. empaths. Like I feel like yeah. if I see someone get punched in the face, my face hurts. Like I yeah. feel everything. Yeah. But the thing with this guy and with any of these guys out there, there's a technical term for it. And I actually, I think I forgot what it was, but I think it's, um, sociopath. Serial well, killer? besides that, guy, it's I like a dismissive attachment disorder. And dismissive attachment disorder is somebody that basically had like he can't have anybody need them. It could be a girl or a guy, but it's usually men. They need to have some. They they don't want anybody to need them, but they need somebody to be there. And they will always turn things around. And they will be sneaky. And they will cheat. And they will do all these things because they are so afraid. That's their abandonment issue because they were so hurt by their family Yeah, that they were so hurt by their mother or their father, but usually it's a mother figure that they abandoned it and they can't get close. So there's that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have this thing called anxious attachment disorder. Where we want to draw them in. We want to draw them where in. Where it's just like, we're so afraid of abandonment that we latch on. So we're perfect matches yep, to these it. people. It's just, and which he would also even, be a narcissist and a codependent. You know, it's so funny that you said that because he even said it to me. The last time we had sex was honestly the best time because he was fucking, he was fine. It was the first time he was really like, you know, Hard. Me, I like rough, angry. Yeah, I like guys to treat me like shit in bed, but not in real life, even though it seems like I do. But I remember the last time he was more, which is also, by the way, a sign that you should know they've moved on to someone else because every guy I've ever dated when they start fucking me like a whore, it's always because they finally are like, oh, I don't love you anymore. I can fuck you the way I would fuck a whore now. And he did. <laughs> he did. But then I remember afterwards, this is so funny. He goes, he goes, you like that, huh? You would have loved me in my 30s. I really hated women then. He said that. He did? Yeah, and he goes, he goes, that's why me and you are such a good match because I hate, he goes, because I have had a lot of therapy, but I really hated women for a long time. I'm not going to say he said he still hates women. He didn't. He said, I hated women for a long time, and you get off on abuse And that's why we're a good match. Like he said it. He was like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's true. But there there is that thing. It's, it's gross. It's, it's, but it's gross on both sides, right? Like it's, it's gross on both sides. I need therapy. Right. Well, just like, yeah, whatever. Everybody needs therapy. I want to give a shout out to Christina P. Christina Petsinski, because I was talking to her in the green room about just all the shit I've been going through. And she was like, I'm going to give you the name of my therapist. I've been going there forever. I used to be exactly like you. And I turned it around. I married an amazing guy who treats me well. I used to be just like you. And then, you know, she married Tom Segura, who's awesome. So right. maybe there's hope for me. There's there's hope for all of us. Yeah. There's there's hope for everybody. It's just like, it's, it's all about self-love, right? So we go to other people and we're like, if you can love me, then I'm okay. Then all my wounds are healed. But people like this guy and people like the guy that I was with, 
there's they're two totally different people but the emotion and the and the abuse that 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 we put up with because there's something really weird there that's like attached to like whatever we're dealing with but the gross part about you know it's it's really easy it's really easy to look at a guy and go you're a dick which I will absolutely say this guy is a dick. Yes. He's a dick. 100%. I don't I don't But it's like on him. us too. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you can only say so much cuz you're you're there's two people playing this game. And you could have walked yes. a long time ago. And I ignored all the red flags. Like let's right. be real. A guy doesn't let you spend the night for a year? Come on. I've yeah. never dated a guy in my life who would make me leave at five o'clock in the morning. Right. So, but here's where the shit gets crazy. And like so this is this is what you guys need to know. So I see the story. I realize this girl's with him. I message him like, what the fuck is going on? You have her there with you. You told me you're just friends. Like, are you still going to stand by that? By the way, the entire time I'm giving him this out of saying to me, if you tell me that is your girl, I am gone. I will be pissed that you lied. But if you man up, and you go, all right, I'm a fucking liar. She's my girl. I've been dating her the whole time. I'm sorry I lied to you. I'm a piece of shit. If he would own up at any point, I would have gone, all right, you're a fucking asshole. Go fuck yourself. Have a nice life. And walked away. But still, well, he, he wouldn't can't. admit he, it. Well, he, but he, not, not only would he not admit it. But even if he did admit it, he'd still be the guy that would come back at some point and say, hey, I really do care about you, which would Ugh. open you up because that's all he ever did to you. The minute he would crush you, he would send you texts like, you're, you know, leave me alone. I can't believe you're doing this. He would say all these yeah, things. To be fair, there were times he'd be like, fuck off. He would block me in the middle of a fight. We'd be fighting and he'd just be yep. like, Kate, fuck off. You're crazy. And he would block me, which would make me extra crazy right. i never showed up at his house but i fucking i would literally like if he would block me i would start finding ways to get to you're him. like what I is go going insane. on what did i do you're like what yes. did i do i'm so sorry like what what did i do because that and that gives him power yeah right but the minute that you would back off for a second what would he, he would do come back. he would text you and say hey i've been thinking about you I miss you. I hope you're well. Or he'd text me something <laughs> unrelated. Like he'd find a way to like text me something about comedy. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like a question like he doesn't need to ask Because he me. can't not because you fill his void that he can't fill for himself. And there's <laughs> that other part that he fills with you that you want for yourself but can't give yourself. Well. Ooh, that was deep. That's deep. That but was now, really deep. Here's where Talk shit, about the other stuff. Here's where the shit actually gets funny. Yeah. So there is a funny, I mean, it's sad that it all happened. The good news is there's a huge nail in the coffin now because for me, so she's not his girlfriend. Now I've spoken to both of them, which we'll talk about. She's not technically his girlfriend, but she's a girl he has been dating for five years, which actually I just, this girl is beautiful and she seems sweet. And there's part of me that wants to be like, bitch, you can do better. Like, what are right. you doing? No, like, you said that. You said yeah. she's super, super hot. She seems really cool. Super and, cool. Yeah. And she clearly loves him. And I think there's probably love on both sides. I think probably, I don't know. I'm not going to analyze it. It's none of my business. All I'm going to say is what opened my eyes is what happened. Because, so I got angry and I tweeted a joke. Now, I didn't name him or her. But I did tweet a joke, and actually, I still think the joke is hilarious. 
I I should just read what my original joke was that I tweeted because you guys know. I mean, I'm a comedian. I'm gonna turn the shit that's going on in my life. Well, especially when it's hurting, and then you go, "How can I? How find can I make this funny?" Yeah, yeah. And my whole brand is dating and failing and everything like that. So I tweeted, and in an all new dating low, a guy who didn't want anyone to know he was seeing me is now publicly dating a porn star. If anyone wants to help me dig my own grave, meet me at Hollywood Forever Cemetery in an hour. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm banned from there for doing this. And I posted a photo of me at the cemetery in a bikini, which I did take right. one time. And I am banned from there until I'm dead. <laughs> but I'm allowed to buy a grave there, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, they so, want your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I post that. Okay. Now, I don't name him. I don't name her. I'm like, it's a funny joke. It was a funny joke. I mean, it got a ton of tweets and retweets and on my instagram it killed killed not to break, not break <laughs> no pun intended much. either because it's a cemetery <laughs> right so i post it now i was not planning to name any names but then what happened is this girl chimes in and tweets back at me like um hey at kate q funny why you say porn star like it's bad if she and she tagged the porn star Worked at the mall. Would you still mention her job? Porn stars are the new. You're rock like, stars. and what the fuck is wrong with people who work at the mall? <laughs> I actually wanted to be like, I'd be more disappointed. <laughs> My friend actually tweeted back. She goes, I'm pretty sure Kate would be more offended if the girl was handing out samples at hot dog on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so okay, so this girl tweets that at me. Now I see the girl's name, and I know who she is. I know it's the roommate of the porn star because one night. He went over there and he, this is a night, I made a joke about this too on stage. I've made so many jokes about this. Like, it's, it's funny that he's like upset about this tweet uh, because he told me he was visiting a sick friend who just got out of the hospital. And then I found out it was her and she was in the hospital getting, you know, like butt implant, whatever, whatever right. people get done to their butts. So uh, I made a joke about that at the Laugh Factory. Like, why are guys so vague? You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me it's a sick friend who got out of the hospital when it's a porn star who got her butt injected whatever <laughs> so i knew her roommate's name because he told me i'm visiting my friend blank and blank i love that i'm making it like so like people aren't gonna figure people this out can look right. at it but you're just trying to yes. protect whatever you yeah. can so uh <laughs> so then this girl tweets back at me like i'm hating on porn stars so now i feel like i have to defend myself because number one this porn star girl, I don't want her to start some kind of war with me online. I wasn't trying to name her. Two, you know my love of porn stars. I hosted the Absolutely. Asian. I dated one for a year. No, absolutely. I've fucked plenty. Yep. And I will again, Kendra Lust, if you're listening. Um, so I felt like I had to defend myself. And then also I was mad because I'm like, this motherfucker's the one that said he didn't want to be Captain Savaho. He's the one that's embarrassed to be dating a porn star. Like Go fucking date her public, like for real date her publicly, like put her on your Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I'm not sitting back. You know me. If I get attacked, I'm not sitting back. Right. So I tweeted back and then I named him in the tweet. But all I said in my reply, I said, porn stars are awesome. I told him he should date her, which is true. I said, he's the one said he doesn't want to be Captain Sabaho. So maybe you should talk to him. And then I added him. So... The reason I added him is because once I realized they were together out there, uh, he is with her. She's with him in his hotel. When he gets up to go do radio in the morning, he's messaging me trying to 
Oh, and I get back, I'll explain. It's complicated. Right, but you're also being a girl's girl going, hey, do you understand what's going on? Yeah, do you know this motherfucker's lying to yeah, you? Yeah, you're not going against her. You're going with her going, hey, we're on the same side. Yeah, and then, and that's why if you read everything I said about her, this whole thing, I said. You said nothing but good things to tell me no. I said she's hot. She deserves more respect than I got. He shouldn't be ashamed of anybody. He shouldn't hide anybody from the public. Her, me, no matter what the fuck they do. They right. can be homeless, whatever, you know? So, but it's out there now. Yeah. So, And she's posting it on her social media that she's with him. So it's like, it's already out there. Right. So you, you look like the asshole here, right? Do you think he's like cool with it now because of the stuff that's been happening on social media? So he's like, go ahead and post. Or was uh, that happening before this happened? I don't know because I really wasn't until I I really wasn't ever looking at her stuff closely. Right. Until I was in Ohio and I realized yeah. that they were actually fucking. And then I kind of started looking more. Yeah. But you know me. I don't look because I we one we weren't together. So I was like, well, if they're hooking up a little. It's whatever. And then he did admit Oh, sometimes we hook up, sometimes we don't, once I figured it out. I just didn't realize how serious the relationship no, was. No, because he consistently told you he was not dating anybody, and I can't count the times that you have called me and said, it's so weird, like, I'll go and hook up with somebody. And he'll but make like, me feel like shit. And then you'll go, and he's not hooking up with anybody, and I don't understand, so why can't I spend the night? Like, I don't understand this guy. And you were so confused going... I was so I, I want to be with him. You were like, I think he wants to be with me. Like, I, I, I knew, yeah. I knew he didn't want a girlfriend. I knew that. Yeah, but it was like, you know, he he's like, like just two weeks ago, he's like, let's go to Vegas for a weekend. I want to take you to Vegas right. for a weekend. I mean, like he to me, that's like I'm not going away for the weekend with some dude. I'm just banging. But then what's funny is, so then all this happens. Okay, now what's hilarious is this fuck would not call me there. He's messaging me from the radio. I'll talk to you when I get back. I'll talk to you when I get back. I'm not ignoring you. I want to explain it to you. It's just, I'm not going to do it here. I'm like, no, you need to call me and come correct with this shit. I want to know exactly what is going on. Like, I'm not sitting around all weekend wondering what the fuck this is. You need to call me and apologize. And then that motherfucker blocked my number while he was gone. Just blocked my number does not explain shit and the only reason he reached out is because he saw people talking shit because once i added him in that tweet then all these porn stars started defending me saying kate doesn't have a problem with porn stars she loves us she has a problem with liars so then people started defending me big porn stars in the business right right? the only reason he hit me up is because he doesn't want people talking shit about him Uh, you can't save your ass and your face at the same time i don't know if that's something that he just needs to learn but you can't do it yeah and it seems like that's what he's trying to do in this instance and it's just not gonna work my favorite is he goes i don't even know why you're putting the putting this out there online maybe you think you'll pick up a few followers Mm -hmm. i was like bitch first of all i have more followers than you on instagram i definitely have more interactive followers on twitter and I don't give a fuck. I never wanted anyone to know your name or know who this was about. I wanted you to tell the truth. So here's where it gets worse. And here's where for anyone listening at this point, that's like, Kate, all the signs were there. You're a moron. He picked another girl. You're being a scorned bitch. 
I understand how it could seem that way to some people up to this point. Yeah, but, but now, you, not when he says he hasn't been dating anybody. That's not picking another girl. He's been with her the whole time. He's been so with her the whole time. Just to clarify. And also, now here's where it gets even better. So then, this is actually a funny part of the story. One of her friends, who is another porn star, starts messaging me. And, uh, okay, so where it gets funny is this porn star girl then, not the one he's dating, a different one who's friends with the one he's dating starts getting mad thinking that I'm trying to attack the girl and like starts defending her on Twitter and I am messaging back like hey I'm not I'm not upset at her at all I think she's awesome more power to them if they get married and have kids or whatever they want to do great I don't care now I wouldn't see him again no matter what. Once I, you disrespect me to the point of I can't spend a night, but this girl's been with you the whole time and you take her away for weekends and shit. Come on. I don't care. It's done. But the thing is, this girl, she starts DMing me, threatening me. It was so funny. She's like, bitch, I will come to your house. Look me up. I have a record. Like this girl's like threatening me. And then she goes, and by the way, he, he told her, that you guys never even hooked up, you know, and you were just going to be a bang out. She's saying all this shit to me. I'm like, right. what? What are you talking about? Because all that shit's coming from him. Right. It's all lies and they're believing it and pissed at you because they're believing what he's saying. Here's the best yeah. part. Okay. He tells her because then his girl DMs me. Hey, my DMs are open. I'm willing to talk. I wish you hadn't put it online. And I'm like, I I didn't put it online. Your roommate put it online. I wasn't the one that said your name. And she's like, you know, um, he told me that he took you out to a few dinners and kissed you once. That's what he told her. I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. You think I'm getting this upset over a guy that took me to three dinners and kissed me one time that I'm going to fucking, are you insane? I mean, and then I go, I have naked photos of me in his pool. Like I have the gate code to his house. I have texts where he's like, come over and use the pool when I'm on the road anytime. You can borrow my, like, I mean, I'm like, why would I have all that? Right. If we went out to three dinners and also, this is the best. I have to read this because I, this, just so you people know, is what made me want to fucking get on a podcast and be like, this guy's an abusive piece of shit because this is what he wrote to her about me. She is delusional. You're believing, uh, you're believing and taking the side of an unstable psycho who is a cokehead a low life who doesn't even have a car, which I'm like, first of all, I don't have a car. That's right. a good point. Right. It's not because I'm a low life. You know, I could buy a car. It's because I travel like two weeks a month. Right. What? It's cheaper to Uber. There's no public transportation in LA. Yeah. You don't even need to explain yourself. He's just trying to make you look like an asshole. Also, when I was going to buy a car, he was like, why would you buy a car? You can Uber everywhere. I didn't have a car for years. He's a fucking piece of shit. I can't believe he called me a low life. Then, then he says, uh, I, if, if you take her side, this is what he wrote to her. If you take her side, I cannot have you in my life, which is hilarious. He did this to me so many times. Like he's like, you always play the victim. 
This is so him playing the victim. I need 100% loyalty in my life. I'm a target and get attacked. If you don't see that, then you don't get it, and I can't have you in my life. That's He's acting like everyone is attacking him here, like he did nothing wrong. Meanwhile, he's telling this girl that he never had sex with me. Then she DMs me. Then she's like, look, I'm not his girlfriend. It's complicated. He just never expected any of this to explode the way that it did. No. No. And so. This is why you be fucking honest with people. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I kept it real with him. When I would hook up with someone else, when I would see other people, I would keep it 100% real with him. And then he would make me feel like shit about it. And it turned out the entire time he was lying. And the reason I'm doing this is because this girl, like, she woke me up. Because you know what, Krista? I think I was on a pattern to be this girl. Like, yeah, you said that the other night. My pattern with guys is to be so forgiving and to make excuses for them and to go, well, it's better than being alone. He gets me. I want someone to cuddle. I'll, I'll deal with all the other bullshit. And then I'm looking at this girl and she sends me these messages like, right. he and I have been dating all this time, but I know he's had girls in the past i know that he sleeps with other women he, he i'm not she said i'm not his girlfriend but i've been to his family's place where he lived there's like holding on to that shit and you know what i was in a relationship for a really long time a long time ago something very similar to this and this is how sad it is which is where i was also coming from my my reasoning for that relationship was well i might not be the only one but i'm number one that's exactly and that what I've always done. And that is the worst thing to do. There's no, that is our, that is our problem. And that's why these creepy people, because we're not stable in our own love for we ourselves. We are unstable and they know, and they know that we're well, they, we can, easy targets. We are not going to pick some, like whatever it is, the, the, at the end of the day, we just have to work on ourselves. Yep. And, and all you can hope is that I, we, you and I both love women so much. Like 100%. we're such women pro girl yeah pro girl girls and it's when we see this other stuff it's it's so easy to look at someone else and want them to 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 have better because we don't have to look at ourselves so much so you can spend all this time looking at this other girl and going god why doesn't she know when really the the only thing you have to be worrying about is you right Well, no i mean i and i said this to her i said this to her because she messaged me and she started asking me questions and it was painful, you know, because I she's asking me things and I'm finding out how much she was lying to me. You know, she's like, well, were you with him on this day? Because I was with him this day. I'm like, oh, I wasn't with him, but he was messaging me all day. And then she's like, well, he, what about this day? Like, it was, it was really brutal and it really hurt. Yeah. And to the point where at one point I said to her, like, hey, you win. I'm done. You have him. You take him. I want completely out of it. I want no part of it. I also don't want to hear about it. Like, I just want to move on and forget it, you know? And she was like, I understand. Um, just, you know, one other thing, like, did you use condoms? I mean, it got that serious talking right. to this girl and whatever happens with them is their business. And I hope it works out and I hope they're happy. Whatever. I, I just whatever hope it that, is. I like, hope you, she's happy. You whatever can, it is. You can get there in whatever capacity, whatever. but going back to just the, the stereotype of this guy. She also said to you, she said, you know, he does this sometimes. He'll, he will date people that their career is about to take off. She did tell me that 
She did tell me sometimes he'll, yeah, he'll date someone if he thinks their career is about to take off. But, you know, that's her saying that. I don't know if that's true or not. So I don't want to, that's something that could, I mean, I don't know if that's true. Look, I don't know if that's true. Right. But maybe, and maybe she was trying to make you feel better. She did. I was like, oh, and, that's and, true. That's nice. And it is because it's, because <laughs> it's true. But there's something there and who knows, who knows what any, who knows what any of that is, but at the end of the day, like, what do you take away from this shit? What like, I took away is this. I took away this. Yeah. I took away. I don't want to be a girl who's five years into something with someone that I know is never going to give me what I want. And I could see myself being that person. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her. Whatever she's doing with her life. You don't want to be five months into something that's like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And for me, what this did, I really think, and this is the reason I'm sharing it because this is hard and it's embarrassing and it's obvious that I'm damaged and I let this go on for a year. So it's a lot on me, you know, and there were definitely times he was like, walk away. I'm not going to be your boyfriend. And I, clung on to the hope of it changing and so like a lot of it's on me but the reason I'm sharing it is because I think it's almost like when you have a drinking problem or a drug problem you don't get better till you admit I have a problem I want to fix it and the more people that know the more people are going to hold you accountable so then the next time you're like I'm having a drink everybody's like don't fucking have that drink the next time these red flags start popping. You guys are going to be messaging me. Kate, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to be another, you know right. what I mean? But you know what? That's all going to be you. And there's not going to be one person on the planet that's going to be able to say you need to, no matter how many fans out there are like, Kate, what are you doing? <laughs> you know when someone changes? When they're when ready. They change. When they're ready. I'm and ready not a change. second sooner. So, but you're going to see that in the next relationship and you're going to go, you're going to feel that feeling and go, Oh shit, I'm getting this like crazy weird emotion right now. What is this telling me? This is a big sign. This is like a gift. What do I want? Oh, I want to be respected. I want to be loved. I want to be cherished. I I want this to feel like home. I want this to be secure. I want to feel happy. I want to feel all the things you want. Right. And if you're not getting that, then you go, Oh, I don't, it's not bad on them. It's just, don't look for it. We do this thing because of what we didn't get growing up, right? In certain yeah. in certain aspects, we do that thing where we try to pull from. We try to get it from someone else that is equally emotionally sure. unavailable. So he's my father, completely right. my father. I mean, I was thinking about it. I was don't like, say that. He's going to get such a hard on if he hears you say <laughs> that. <laughs> but it's the truth. He's totally my father. I mean, he he always says he'll show up for things and doesn't. He is a habitual liar. My dad's going to listen to this and get so mad. But it's just like, like that's my biggest thing yeah. is I can't fathom. Like, I hate hurting people. Like, even this guy, to be completely honest, even this guy, even right now in this moment, there's a little part of me that feels a little bad that this might hurt him. That yesterday when he was messaging me, he was he was texting me yesterday and I said, oh, she told me you date people whose careers are about to pop. It makes sense, whatever. And he was so hurt. And I started to apologize for saying it. Right. Like, like I'm so compassionate. Yeah, and how many times? No, no, that's not necessarily compassionate. It's, you have to look at the, you have to look at the, at the, at the manipulation too. How many times has he said that? And how many times have you apologized for shit that he's done wrong? A lot. Yeah. That's, that's me too. I'm right. a product of divorce. I have that guilt complex right. all the so, time. So that's the place where you stop. And when you go, oh, this is this is him trying to save his ass and his face at the same time. 
he's going to say, oh my God, I feel terrible. How could you even think that about me? Because somebody said you said it, fucker. So maybe be honest and pull through on a different level for yourself and go, shit, man, I do do this. I need to work on that. Whoa. Now, yep. now he's like growing. He's yep. not going to do it anyway. The whatever. part that really trapped my ass, though, I have to say. So now we're going to get into just really quickly the funny parts of this. Because yes. there's a few funny parts. I know. I keep getting okay. into like the no more serious deep. shit. This is the funny shit. The, here's the last thing I'll say to him. There's a message to him. So I'm sure he's going to listen to this. And to her. To him, a lot of it is my fault. I should have walked away. I should have listened to the warning signs. I should have seen the red flags and went, this guy's a fucking liar. And walked away. And that's on me. And I hope that he has great success with his career. I really do. I also hope that when he has great success with his career, every woman alive finds this podcast and listens to it so he doesn't do this shit to them. But besides that, uh, this is the shit. Oh, and to the girl, nothing but love for you. I hope he marries you. Actually, I don't, don't because I think he'll ruin her. your life. I think he would ruin your life. But I hope you, I wish you all the best. And I think you're gorgeous. And if you ever leave him, I would make out with you. So <laughs> besides that, um, we both will. We'll we, just have a whole We totally thing. will. That's, yeah. by the way, the other best part is I said to him, I go, why didn't you just tell me the truth about her? We could have had three songs. I said that to him. <laughs> um, and that's real, man. But too late now. Um, but anyway, what the things that bother me are this. One, he tried to tell me, even at the end, that I forced him to fuck me every time. That it was always against his will. He was like, did you tell her? Uh, did you tell her that I didn't sleep with you for months? I tried not to, but you kept begging me to fuck you. Did you tell her about the night at the improv that you shoved me against the wall and you're trying to... And I was like, bitch, do not for one fucking minute pretend. He's like, hashtag me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, like oh I fucking God. raped him every time. I'm like, no, dude, no. Fuck you, okay? Uh, so that was one thing that I thought was actually hilarious. This is the other part that's so funny. So in this tweet thread, this actually, this is, I'm going to laugh at this forever. In this tweet thread, um, someone, like some super fan of his, and I apologize if I said this earlier. I can't remember if I said this with Glickman, but some super fan of his tweeted back at me something like, um, well, I saw him perform. It's sad how you have to bring other people down. I saw him perform this weekend. He got standing ovations all weekend while you were busy pissing on tennis courts. That's not talent. And he he posted, some super fan of his posted this video of me that I took like a year ago that I said, pee like no one is watching. And I made a funny video of me like peeing on a tennis court and there's guys playing on the court next to me and I'm like watching them play tennis like wow they're really good that's strong strong forehand you know my buddy Jackson's there and he's like yeah they're good they're good and first of all it wasn't real pee I hate to ruin the video but I didn't really pee I sucked my butt out and I took a water bottle and you can't see it and I poured it on the ground so for all the people that were like that's trashy which was not many it wasn't real urine okay secondly People love that video. Joey Diaz and Burt Kreischer both retweeted it, so everyone can fuck themselves. <laughs> um, and, and then, but here's the other thing that's hilarious, is this same guy, the super fan guy, he also wrote, so I replied to that and said, you're right, you got me. 
while he was performing, I was peeing on tennis courts all weekend. There's way less hecklers out there and a lovely view of the sky or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But then my favorite part is the guy goes, besides, I'm not surprised he went public with her and not you. She's classy. Who pees on a tennis court? Now, I have no problem with porn stars. And she might be the classiest girl alive. I don't know. But to me, this made me laugh because porn stars get paid to pee on people all the time, (laughs) you know? So then I replied to him and was like, you're right. I should stop peeing on tennis courts. I should do something more classy, like pee on another person and film it for cash. Actually, I'm being audited (laughs) if anyone wants to help me out. And then I I added Marcus London, who you had on your podcast, who's like the squirt professional, was like, he's a magician. Dude, he's amazing. <laughs> Has he made you squirt? No. Oh, you got a lot of No, him. he just, he, he he's a magician. You I don't... have to let him. You have to let him. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to have him on another episode of my podcast, and we'll talk about it. But he's like, he literally can take you from dry to squirt town in 10 seconds. Like, I mean, like, dry to, like, a hot summer day in New York where a kid busts open a fire hydrant. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> So, um, so anyway, so that just, that all made me laugh. And then there's some other, there were a couple like super fan of his trolling me. Like one girl was like, oh, poor little booty call got her heart broken, whatever. I'm like, that's fine. I opened it up. People can hate on me, but I hope that the people understand I have no problem with if they live happily ever after. I think it's great. And I want nothing to do with him. Unfortunately, I will have to see him. Because we work together. I think this is more of a public service announcement anyway to like other women out there, other guys. Look, I think at the end of the day, you wouldn't have liked Jamie if he was a... Stop saying oh, the name! Fuck, I'm Jesus sorry. Christ. This I, is why I can't give you tequila on the show. I keep forgetting. <laughs> You're going to have to bleep these out every time. What's the You point? wouldn't have liked this Jesus guy. Christ. You wouldn't have liked this guy if he was like the worst shitty person ever. He has redeeming qualities. There are things about him. Of course. It's just the way that he handles himself in relationships. Yes. Who he is on the outside with other people, he's fucking great. Yes, Who he is I in agree. a relationship, he's not great. And that's true about and, plenty of people. And it's true about a lot of people. Maybe me too. And me too, yeah. even. You know what? I mean we're really so, nice people but we get a little psycho and there's 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 all of that he's not when I say he's a dick and you say he's a dick he, in relationship he's been like that he's hurt my friend yes. and just like you are like that those other super fans are coming after you that's because you're technically hurting, hurting their their, their person. the person that they like yeah and that's what we do we stand up for the people that we love and you're at right. the end of the day at the end of the day this guy isn't the worst person in the world nope uh, you know, he wants to be loved just like everyone else. We're all struggling. That We're all comedians for a fucking reason. Yep. And we all have a lot of shit there. So let's wish everybody the best. I wish and, him the best. I would invite yeah. him. You're more than welcome to come on and respond. I, you're more than welcome to come on and respond. I can't believe I've said his name twice. You're going to bleep it, right? No, I'm not. Because you know what? Who God gives a fuck? It. People are going to figure it out anyway. I'm really sorry. I might bleep it. I'm sorry, Jamie. Stop <laughs> it. Jesus Christ. He's going to murder you. No. I mean, I only said He already it. told me, by the way. He goes, because remember when I was in around, I talked about this on here, but around New Year's Eve, he did block my number and I called him like 150 times yeah. in one night or something from yeah. like 25 different numbers. Yeah. But he deserved it. I spent Christmas with him. He's a fucking asshole. Anyway point is uh 
you left some kind of troll comment on one of his Instagram posts, and he, and then the next, oh, when me and Ariel did, <laughs> and then the next time I saw him, yeah, and then the next time I saw him, he was like, uh, he's like, by the way, she, Krista Allen, fuck her, man, she's fake as fuck. She she knows me. She said she didn't know me. She knows me. She lived with my ex girlfriend. I've never lived with anybody. <laughs> I've had a son. My son. I, I I don't. I've never had a roommate, so I don't know what that is. And I think Which I ex-girlfriend? used girlfriend. I, I don't know. There could be thousands. I, and I have no idea. I, unless somebody stayed with me and that was, but I don't ever remember that. But I, 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 back in the day, I was a fan of this guy. I thought, oh, he's super funny. I saw some movies. I thought he was great. I heard he's funny. But I don't, <laughs> but I don't think we ever technically met. I don't know. I've always been like, oh, he's super cool. When you guys started hanging out, I was like, that's awesome. I asked around about him. This is the best part. And this is another like, this is funny. And this is my fault because I give out. I fucking sell red flags to women at my comedy shows. And I go carry this around. And if you see your girlfriend making a mistake with a guy, you toss this red flag out. So she knows to walk away. And when I first, he first started hitting me up to hang. I asked around, you know, just like I did with you with that other actor that was asking me out. I was like, do you know Mm -hmm. him? What do you Mm -hmm. think? I asked around and every single guy was like, don't do it, man. Womanizer, cheater. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's like, all right, well, maybe I'll just have lunch with him and see where it goes. I just won't date him, you know? And then, but then also it was like, I would mention those people to him. Like, how good a friend are you with this? He'd be like, I barely know that guy. So then I was like, oh, maybe they're just hating. Like guys cock block, like guys do. Because no right. woman, no woman told me, no woman, I didn't know any women who knew him. Right, but I just had an epiphany. I don't know if it's an epiphany. Yeah. But if he sees you do stand up and he knows that you are this person, you are the perfect match for him in all of his glory of what he knows that he can control. If he's into this mind control and he's like, oh my God, this is the person that she's going to be so easy, your whole thing is about being crazy in relationships and being insecure and I'm just saying it's like an open portal to the people out there that are like oh I got you boo I wonder if you're right because he didn't really he was kind of into me and then that means it was premeditated he was kind of into <laughs> me but yeah but then he saw me one night at a club and I had you know a really strong set that night so good that later he was with his agent manager and he was texting me like, oh man, they were talking about your set all night. People are crying, laughing, falling off chairs. You're talking about your jokes. Like that was, you're amazing. You're like, I didn't know you were that funny. I thought you were just like, I knew you did stand up and you're pretty, but then like, wow, you're so, you're amazing. And after he saw that, he was much more into me. But I just thought that was because talent is a turn on. Well, you are super talented, and that is a turn on for anything. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, if you get, you know, I'm just saying, not, I'm not, I'm not saying that that that's what happened. But when you get to know somebody within that, and I wonder if there was like a, maybe not even consciously, but just like, oh my god, I'm really drawn to this kind of person. Based on what you talked about on stage in general, maybe that just opened. Maybe that was your foreplay. He knew from the beginning that I was an easy target. It's obvious. I'm very sweet and sensitive, and I mean, I'm an easy target for guys that want someone they can control. Because once I love you, even as a friend, 
I mean, I loved yeah. him, you know, not maybe wasn't in love with him. Right. But, but once I care about yeah. you, once you show me that you care about my life to a certain degree, I'm going to love you back until you show me a reason yeah. not to. I feel so. like I feel like he's going to come around at some point and he's going to apologize I feel like he's going to be like, yeah. I, I feel like he's going to get his shit together. I feel like you're going to get your shit together. I feel like I'm going to get my shit together. I feel like everybody out there is going to get their shit together. Can yeah. I have some more tequila? We're all getting our shit together. <laughs> uh, guys, listen. So that's it. This was a very long episode. Um, to that guy, I'm sorry your name came out. I did not plan I'm that. sorry, Jamie. That was Krista's fault. Fuck face. You're going to have to send him a now private message. To do I'm going to give you his number to apologize. And then he's going to sue me for giving out his phone no, number. No, don't do that. I almost one night was so mad at him. I was like, I'm going to put your phone number on my Instagram. I would never do that. See, this is the thing. I make a lot of empty threats when I'm really angry, but I would never actually do it. You know how many times? I was like, I'm going to fucking blast you on my podcast. And I never did until I finally realized that the whole year was a lie. That's why I'm like, and then when I found out he lied to her, that was the kicker. It's tough. That was the kicker. It is. It's tough. And then the best part, the icing on the cake, is she messaged me this morning. Um, he messaged me last night. I'm not sure. I just want you to know I'm processing everything. Uh, we'll talk. And then this morning, she messaged me. How are you? You doing okay? Which I thought was, like, sweet at first. But then I was, like, also, like, why is she asking me? Because like, are they sitting next to each other I right I told now? her I didn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. And then she was like, well, I spent the night with him last night. And he finally admitted he slept with you. And I'm like, bitch, you just want me to know you were there last night. I'm done. I'm done. You don't have to pee on him. I don't want him. You don't have to mark your territory. You can have him. <laughs> I mean, you can pee on him. I'll just pee on tennis courts. That's going to be. Yes. You, do, you, save, you save your pee for Saving tennis courts. Saving my urine for tennis courts and drug tests because I'm a low-life cokehead loser without a car. That's right. Guys, send me cocaine and a car. Um, listen. So I love you guys. The fact is we all go through shit. We're all fucking messes sometimes. My mom is in the hospital. Pray for my mom. She's going to be fine. But my mom has lupus and I don't talk about her on here very much because she's a private person. But she also all this happened the same day. My mom went in the hospital and she's going to be okay. But it was a very traumatic day for me. And so I reacted a little extra impulsively and uh but i'm putting it out there because it's okay for people to see i think you should bleep his name out i'll bleep his name out okay but i'm putting it out there because it's okay for people to see that you know everybody goes through shit and the you know the whole dark before the dawn thing i wrote something it's funny i was high last night not on coke on weed and i was writing i was researching diamonds so I started thinking about diamonds, how much pressure they're under and fire and stuff before they're like really sparkly and pretty, but they're never perfect. You know, I wrote something about it. So it's so gay, by the way. But it was like 725,000 pounds of pressure per square inch. And then I forget how hot, like 250,000 degree Fahrenheit fire or something like to make a diamond takes so much pressure and heat and then they're never perfect and I just started thinking about how like the more amazing your life is the more shit you go through to get to that place of beauty and it's okay to let people see your shit it is because we're all going through it yeah we're all in it. everyone's the reason someone needs therapy you know what I'm saying I definitely need therapy so I'm gonna 
um, finish this now and go apply for therapy. And but you can't get there because you don't have a car. Oh, I got a rental car, motherfuckers. What? Nissan Sentra. <laughs> Listen, if anyone listening is a car dealer that wants to just give me like a free lease and I'll promote you every week, I'll be down to take that shit. Um, all right, guys. So listen, I love you. Krista loves you. I love you too. Krista's podcast. I'm fine. I'm going to be on a very soon episode. We're going to record tomorrow. Yeah. So this week or next week. Yeah, it'll be it'll... this week. Okay. I haven't done an episode in two weeks. So we on that shit, girl. We on it. And uh, guys, I am in Columbus this week with Joey Diaz. You can't get tickets because that shit is sold out. I'm sorry. That's such a dick thing to say, but I just found out it's sold out. <laughs> I'm at the Columbus Funny Bone with Joey Diaz. But listen, I am in Texas at Plano Hyenas and then the Dallas Hyenas. God, I want to give the dates. I want to say the 26th through the 28th. I have to double check. But what I would love for you guys to do, if you want to come see me in Plano on Thursday or Friday night, I'm going to give my Date Fails listeners free tickets if you bring two friends. So if there's three of you, I'm going to hook you up with free tickets. And the way to get them is to email me at KateQTix, T-I-X. Not tits. Not tits. Ticks as in tickets. <laughs> Kate Q Ticks. T-I-X at gmail.com and tell me if you want to come Thursday or Friday, which show, your full name, and how many tickets. I want to fill that motherfucker up uh, Saturday night in Dallas. I can't do that, unfortunately, but I can do it in Plano. So please come see me. Check out my website, katequigley.com. If you hate fuckboys like I do, please visit my website <laughs> and buy Fuckboy Patrol merchandise. Check out my Patreon Sometimes I post a lot on Patreon. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. I get a little behind. But then I'll post like big loads with lots of stand-up clips and shit. Kate loves big loads, by big. the way. <laughs> That's why I can't date that guy anymore also. Um, so, yeah. So check out the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Kate Q Funny and follow at Krista Allen XOXO. And I love you guys for supporting me and for being there. Please do not blow up either of the Twitters of the people that we talked about on this podcast because I don't want to harass them. I just want to let it go. But don't, you know. You've said your piece I've and so piece. it is. Yeah, just never fuck him. All right. Okay. Love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.